global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And this Bloomberg Business Flash this morning being brought to you by ETF Exchange 16, BNY Mellon's annual ETF symposium, September 19th to the 21st in Dana Point, California. A must-attend for RIAs. Space is limited, so register now at bnymellon.com slash ETF. Risk aversion prevailing in the markets today, and that has been spurring slides in Asian and European stocks, all because of the U.K.'s upcoming vote on the European Union membership. That is fueling anxiety ahead of central bank meetings here in the U.S. and Japan. The pound falling with oil. Sovereign bonds, they're rallying. Did get some data today. This on small business from uh, the NFIB, the Index of Small Business Optimism, rising two-tenths of a point in May to 93.8. S&P futures, three points lower. The Dow futures down 40. The Nasdaq E-mini futures, 13 points lower. That is down about three-tenths of a percent. And uh, risk aversion seen in the German 10-year, it is negative. Uh, down at uh, negative 0.01%. The yen at 105.90. That's a strengthening by about three-tenths of a percent. And crude oil, NYMEX crude down 66 cents a barrel. That's down about 1.3% at 48.23. We check the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. And Michael and Tom. John Tucker, thank you very much. Um, Tom, it has been a, a Brexit fear day yeah. in the markets. And <clears throat> as the betting markets move towards the possibility of leaving, we're likely to see right. more of this. It, it has been exceptional. I thought your data check at the top of the hour was, was really dead on. Folks, you can use the equity market futures, S&P futures, as a proxy. Negative five down to negative, I think, seven or eight. Now negative 6.25, so a little bit better tone to the markets. But frankly, Mike, and particularly for Global Wall Street listening, um, you got to look at the yen, a 105.88. It was stunning where the yen was at 5 a.m. this morning. We've come back a little bit, but still 108, 107, 106. 105 is is remarkable yen strength is a global uh, litmus paper. It is a a crazy world and no place crazier than the campaign trail these days. That would days. be true. Uh, Chuck Todd is the wagon master for NBC's Meet the Press uh, out on the trail quite often. And you can hear Meet the Press, of course, here on Bloomberg Radio every Sunday, 11 and 3. Uh, Chuck, uh, David Remnick writing in The New Yorker yesterday about Donald Trump said, quote, the mouth moves and the lies pour forth. Uh, right after his foreign policy speech yesterday, Vox.com was out with an article, here are the nine most egregious lies Trump told in the speech. How, I wonder, do political reporters cover this? Uh, I think you have to do both things simultaneously. You have to obviously cover what he said, and then you have to you have to point out what's factually inaccurate, uh, and you have to do it uh, simultaneously uh, as he's going. But it's look, this has been the challenge with him from the get-go. Um, but, but really, this isn't about political reporters. I think this is about look, two things with that speech yesterday. Number one is it really is presenting a stark contrast for us as a nation in that <clears throat> we're going we're gonna to send a signal to the world about who we are. 
based on this election now. This isn't red versus blue. You know, this is this is some. You know, he is he is he is calling for some. Let's let's say what it is: some pretty radical proposal when it comes to dealing um, dealing right. with the threat of ISIS, and it's smacking right up against the. Constitution of the United States of America. Chuck, not to be narcissistic about this, but to play off Kelsey Sutton's headline in the Politico this morning, here's the next headline. Chuck Todd banned his latest battle in Trump's war with the press. He had the Des Moines Register. Now he's going right. after Bezos, Mr. Barron, and the Washington mm-hmm. Post. I, I don't want to, you know, uh, pry into the conversations you're having with Mr. Lack and others at NBC News, but does there need to be a journalism slash judicial response to any candidate limiting press access. I think, you know, look, I mean, we, we fight these things. Sometimes we fight it publicly. Sometimes we fight it behind the scenes. But we always fight. We always fight with whoever's been banned. It doesn't matter who it is. So, uh, but, you know, this, this, need, this is, you know, what's troubling about this is how few Americans view this as troubling right now. I mean, this is what's happened. We've eroded. You know, there's been a concerted effort by partisans on the left and right, and mostly on the right, to um, discredit um, the mainstream media, to discredit the news media. Uh, and Trump is just playing right into it. I mean, this is this should be just as concerning to 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 folks as the Muslim ban, as as these other things. But really, the onus now, I think, is back on the Republican Party and rank and file leaders in the Republican Party, the elected leaders. Are they, you know, can they support this? Can they get behind? Are they really going to stick behind somebody who, again, is challenging norms that are expressed in the Constitution? Religious bans and press bans. I mean, you know. It's the First Amendment. Mr. Mike, Trump. I would point out that Read the Washington it. Post is a commie rag, but they've got a guy like George Will, who I, I, I would suggest Mr. Dion or Mr. Will's next op-ed who will be most if it's interesting. Who cares a commie rag? Who cares if it's a conservative rag? Who cares if it's a Rupert Rush? Who right. cares if it's Roger Ailes making stuff up? They all have the freedom to do it. The First Amendment is allowing, allowing it. Well, you I know, at the end of the day, and, and you know, again, the troubling nature, and you sit here and look, and he's, by doing this press ban that he does, and he rotates, and by the way, he has targeted our, our, our day-to-day correspondent multiple times he's targeted. He has, and I'll, I'll, you know, he has pulled interviews from our network just because he hasn't liked something. You know, this is what he's done, and, and he has threatened us about different people, and we've refused. We've not backed down on this guy. Um, we wouldn't back down to anybody. It doesn't matter who they are, but, He's creating a situation that I'm, it's disconcerting, it's frustrating, it's all these things, but he's trying to start a war with the press so then he can just write off any bad press. I mean, it's quite clever what he's doing. But, yeah, yeah I, I wonder. You know, it, it is, it is, it is, um, again, um, you know, it's a, it's a corrosive and divisive thing that he's doing. Well, I wonder what you've said about the, the the Republican leadership. I mean, you did have Mitch McConnell last week uh, telling uh, Bloomberg that um, he didn't think Donald Trump knew much about any of the issues. And yet you, you've got Paul Ryan trying to introduce this uh, Republican plan uh, for the nation. 
And every time he gets out, and he's going out again today to introduce another part of it, nobody listens. The reporters all ask him about Donald Trump. He's He's got to be getting sick of this. I'm sure he is. But again, you know, the party, if they want to do something about it, they can't. They just have to have the guts to do it. It's not easy. It's hard. No one's going to say it's not hard. But this is this is important. Chuck, this, uh, this, this is, is no longer. This is no longer. I think party leaders need to realize this is no longer the idea that they're just going to wash this stain out on right. the day after the election in November. This is a tattoo. But Chuck, Todd, this is critical for for all of our listeners, pro Trump, uh, pro Clinton, those in the middle, mm-hmm. etc. Do you just assume Mr. Trump will Mr. Trump will be the candidate out of Cleveland? I, I never assume anything with Trump. You can't. Um, I, I I don't, you know, until I see him accept the nomination, I, I won't be 100% confident he'll be the candidate coming out of Cleveland. I think there's always a chance. I think there's, you know, look, um, we've got new tracking poll out this morning. She's up seven. It's her largest lead in our online tracking poll. I, you know, none of this has helped this is what, you know, what, what the party is in, you know, they, I don't think they realize how poorly this can play. Now, I know that during times of terrorism that, that we've seen spikes for him before. I don't know if the way he's handled this, I, I'll be surprised if this has been a net positive for him this week, the way he's handled the reaction to, and his response to Orlando. How, um, just before we let you go, how, how unified are Republican leaders? I mean, how much do they talk among themselves about this, or is it just a matter of picking them off one They're by one? They're not unified at all. They'd all if they all took a truth, if they took truth syrup, 70% of them would tell you, let's do whatever it takes to stop them, but they feel powerless because at the end of the day, the voters spoke. Um, and so <laughs> they don't know what to do. They're, they feel boxed in. They feel as if this is one of these cases where it's lose-lose, and they just haven't. Mm. And each Republican leader has got to decide what's what's in their best. And right now they've been doing it this way, and I think this is the wrong way to think about this. But most Republican leaders have thought about what's in their best interest, right? What's politically, you know, so Paul Ryan's the elected leader of 200-plus Republicans, a lot of whom uh, have constituents that are pro-Trump. So he's trying to stick with Trump. Uh, McConnell cares about that that Scalia seat. So at the end of the day, he feels like it's better off to to be with Trump. But, uh, you know, they they need to look and decide, you know, that they were all saying last week, well, hopefully he'll be more on script and hopefully. Right. Yesterday was not a demonstration. Chuck, we've got to go. Chuck Todd with Meet the Press. Thank you so much. Somehow I think the conversation next week will be a change different and. well, still it, is interesting. It makes Meet the Press on Sundays here on Bloomberg and on NBC even more valuable to watch because right. uh, Chuck cuts through all of this. Coming up, another hour of Bloomberg Surveillance.